the way of the cross is not for you. This is not for you. And Christ sternly rebukes Peter. Why the stern rebuke? Well, Jesus of Nazareth is the God-man, which means he is truly God, but he is truly man. And as man, Jesus of Nazareth has to say yes to the horrible death that awaits him on the cross. He has to agree. He has to say yes. And he has to believe that his body will get up after three days. In other words, Jesus has got to agree with the Father. He has to say yes, I agree, to undergo this most horrible of deaths. Plus, I agree to bear the sins of the world in my body while I'm on the cross. He has to say yes. If he says no, we're doomed. So this begins Christ's agonizing struggle to do the will of the Father. And his agonizing struggle that culminates in Gethsemane has already begun here in Matthew 16. This is why he rebukes Peter. Peter here is fighting against the will of the Father. And Peter is fighting against Christ's struggle for obedience. In other words, Peter is hindering Christ from saying yes to the will of God. Therefore, get behind me, Satan, is Christ's rebuke to Peter. The devil, of course, would love to subvert the will of God. He would love to influence Christ. Therefore, Christ says to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Indicating that it is Satan working through Peter. Peter is trying to influence Christ to decide against the will of his father. The devil would also love for you to decide wrongly in your struggle against sin. Of course, we have a lot of experience with that, um, both personally, and also we could look to our original parents, Adam and Eve, they could tell you all about it, about the, the uh, results of making the wrong decision in terms of the will of the Father, they could tell us all about it. In fact, I think we could tell each other all about it, because we're their descendants, we know all about it. We know all about sin. Christ is now facing a horrible death on the cross. And he's also bearing in his own body the sins of the world. It's decision time. My redemption is in the balance. My redemption is in the balance on Christ's decision. Christ finally wins this battle of obedience in the Garden of Gethsemane. In verse 24 then, uh, Christ turns this struggle to go to the cross in terms of a discipleship teaching for us. So here we begin, for us, then Christ teaches. In verse 24, Then Jesus told his, his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Uh, there are various explanations for this passage about taking up the cross, so here is mine. <laughs> taking up the cross, then... I would say, is the whole way of discipleship that we've been on and that we face. For this, Jesus also teaches that taking up the cross is the cost of discipleship. He repeats this same teaching that he had given earlier to the disciples in Matthew 10, 
which I'll read. We don't have to look it up. This is Matthew 10, 34-39. I read. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Our teaching of Jesus. So, this is nothing new. The disciples have heard this before. The way of the cross is also the way of death. It's also the way of life. So once on this way of discipleship, it is better for us not to turn back. As the scripture says, it would have been better if we had never really heard the gospel than to hear it and turn back. Let's don't turn back. So that in the day of our death, may the Lord find us in that way of the cross and follow Him. The apostle uses this image also in Galatians chapter 2, if you'd like to read along. This is Galatians 2, beginning with verse 17. Galatians 2, 17. The way of the cross. The apostle says, But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if jurisdiction were through the law, then Christ died to no purpose. In a certain way here, our whole life is characterized by the way of the cross. That's, that's how we come into Christ. And we continue in that way. So Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the way of the cross. Christ, then, since we've been crucified with Him and filled with the Holy Spirit, certainly does not make us sin, nor does He tempt us to sin, because we've died with Christ, and we've been raised in units of life. The way of the cross, then, deals with the old sin nature that we carry around with us in our bodies. Did the old sin nature die with Christ? No. Contrary to what some of our evangelical uh, Christian brothers might say, Read all about it in Romans 7. It's very clear. The old man did not die with Christ. We died. So I died then with Christ to the bondage that I was under by the old sin nature which ruled me. Outside of Christ, everyone, every human being has this nature, this tendency to sin. The people outside of Christ have no recourse. They have no remedy. They are slaves to sin. So when their flesh tells them to sin, indeed, they must obey. But when my flesh tells me to sin, sometimes I do sin. But at least I have the option. I could say, no, 
And that's what the death of Christ has done for me. It's freed me from slavery. I've got to sin. Toward at least I can have a choice here. No, I'm not going to sin by the grace of God. So, the old sin nature that we carry around with us did not die with Christ, but we died to the bondage that we were under as the nature of sin ruled us. But now, in the way of the cross, I'm not ruled by sin. I can say no. This is the way of the cross. If you're interested here in going further with, with this teaching, you can read all about it in Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8. It's all very clear there. You have to stay with it. But Paul explains it. If you'd like to look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, let's read another passage about the way of the cross. Colossians 3, 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth, for you have died. Here it is again. You have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Here it is again. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Now we have a choice here, okay? Put to death all this stuff. And he goes through a list. Here we go. Sexual immorality. Put it to death. Impurity. Passion. Evil desire. Whatever that might be. Put it to death. Covetousness. Put it to death which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these two, you once also walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, slander. Let's not be talking bad about other people so much. And I'm, I'm the prime example here, okay, but I'm just telling you where I've been coming from, okay? Let's put all this stuff to death. Uh, let's stop talking bad about everybody. And obscene talk from your mouth. Dirty jokes? Don't participate. Walk the other way. Put it away. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, here we go, these we are to put on. Compassion. I'm talking to myself here. Let's be a little bit compassionate toward other people. Kindness, humility. Why do you have so much ability in various areas? I mean, were you smart to give yourself all these things? No. God's given us to give to us. Meekness, put it on. Patience. Let's be a little bit patient with each other. Okay. Bearing with one another. Bear with one another. My personality is not perfect. I irritate you every now and then. Bear with me. 
bear with me just a little bit. Just, just bear with me. Okay. Uh, all right. Put them all. Where are we? Compassion, kindness, humility, patience. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Don't hold all that stuff in, uh, you know, about these people that have treated you wrong or all that. Forget it, I mean. You know, that's been 10, been ten years ago already. I mean, how long are you going to hold on to this stuff, you know, and embitter your life? <clears throat> Above all, this is verse 15, uh, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms. Well, we're walking in this a little bit this morning. We've been singing. That's good. That's good. Uh, with thankfulness in your hearts to God, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Now, some of this stuff seems very, very good and very pleasing. Put on these good characteristics. This is also the way of the cross. So, in the way of the cross, we put off, and then we put on. That's what we're called to do. Uh, all right, let's go back to Matthew chapter 16. Verse 25. For whoever would save his life will lose it. For whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his life or in exchange for his soul? How then do we keep our soul in integrity and not lose it? What, how will we keep our soul life going? vigorous, honoring to God. Christ Himself shows us the way in His temptations in the wilderness. We, we won't read it, but you, you know this. And it's said by the theologians that basically our temptations come to us in one of three ways, either from the world, or from the flesh, or from the devil. So these are the fronts upon which we're fighting. Christ shows us the way. Let's think about His temptations in the wilderness. First, there was the temptation of the bread. Christ was hungry after 40 days, no doubt. Commanded these stones be turned into bread. This, There's nothing wrong particularly with eating bread. But when the devil is providing our bread, there's something wrong. Uh, the Scots have a proverb that if you're going to have supper with the devil, you need to carry a long spoon. <laughs> well... Since the devil was, quote, providing this meal, Christ didn't want to have anything to do with it. All right, this is, we're overcoming now the temptations of, uh, actually, uh, actually the flesh, it's the temptations of the flesh, which a lot of times maybe the devil's behind this too. Christ didn't want to have anything to do with it. The second is the temptation by the world. So the devil asked Christ to jump off the temple and let these angels come and bear him up and do a spectacular miracle. And then people simply proclaim you to be Messiah, ruler of the world. That'd be it. So uh, this is the temptation of the world uh, as a great magician, really. Uh, this basically 
it is a self-aggrandizement temptation. Make yourself great. Make yourself loved by the world. Let the world shower you with praises. Alright? The temptation of the world, Christ refuses it. The third temptation is by the devil himself. And this is the, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world, says the devil. This is the temptation to rule others, to enjoy the pleasures of the world, and uh, to enjoy the pleasures of that oh-so-amazing world system. The world system has a prince, you know. Does anybody know? Somebody? Okay. Yeah, the, the prince of this world is the devil, all right? I mean, uh, so... Uh, all we have to do is just sell out to the devil. Just uh, you know, make sure that we're honored by the purveyors of the world system. Make sure that we have a good reputation with the world. What's the current temptation the world's given us? Well, you've got to agree with all this gender-changing stuff if you want to have a good reputation with the world. And if you disagree... I'm sorry, you're really not cool and you're really not up to speed with the world system. This is the current, this is the world. Just sell out. Just agree with the world and everybody will love you. Christ refuses. He doesn't do it. So he overcomes all these temptations from the world, the flesh, and the devil. Verse 27. For the Son of Man is going to come with His angels in the glory of His Father and then He will repay each person according to what He has done. Did you really love the world more than Christ? Well, you'll be repaid. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom. So, the end of the way of the cross. The end of the way of the cross will be that every eye will see Him as He comes to earth with millions of His holy angels. And we will inherit a kingdom which has been prepared for us that we will enjoy with our beloved forever. The ways of the world, the flesh, and the devil are deceptions which will keep us away from life with our beloved. They will keep us away from that heart-expanding love affair that we have been seeking all of our lives. Finally, Christ will be our beloved and we will know Him better as time goes on when we see Him face to face. May the Lord bless you.